Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely! Touchdown, Ole Miss! Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf! And the Rebels recover it! Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. One zero nine three. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast. One-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one-to-nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now here's your host, Gary Darby. Welcome into the Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary Darby, Chuck is with me. Yancey's in the studio. We're without Gordon today, and we'll give our, our thoughts to Gordon on having to miss tonight's show, and we look forward to him getting back with us next week. No doubt. All right, guys, so here we are. We had an off week, and as I was talking w- with you guys, kind of in between, uh, somehow, miraculously, all 15 gigs that I have gave me Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off <laughs> and got an opportunity to watch a lot of football. It was kind of fun. Was that good for your pocketbook book or bad? Bad for the pocketbook. <laughs> uh, real bad for the pocketbook. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. I guess. Family was, look, I think they, a, a deep sigh of relief that, that you've got me in this studio tonight, though. Look, you that, know? watching that Liberty, Arkansas, and LSU, Alabama game, it was just incredible. Did you catch a good bit of it, Chuck? I watched the two main games, uh, Al, uh, Alabama and LSU, and I watched uh, Georgia and Tennessee. Both of those kind of ended the way I predicted. I didn't think LSU would win, but I thought they'd play Alabama's ears off, and they ended up winning, and I knew Georgia was too good for Tennessee, just too much defense. Yeah. LSU, what we were talking about before, LSU's defensive line just simply took over that game. And then Georgia's, we were talking before we get on, just can tackle. They can defense. You can say what Mm. you want about them. Oh, their defensive secondary is not as good. That whole defense is not as good. Those dudes are good. Isn't it amazing they lost five first-rounders <laughs> off of that defense from last year? Yeah. And I think they're better this year. They're on another level. They yeah. are big time. All right, it doesn't hurt to have a 25-year-old quarterback either. That's true, but Tennessee had a 24, right? There's yeah. 24. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> was 24. On the show today, Rodney Orr of Tider Insider is going to join us uh, at about 10 minutes after the hour. And our friend Harry Harrison will be on at around 6.30. We'll do your text messages at 662-426-1093. We'll give you the Rebel Injury Report. We'll also get into the C. Spar Connolly Trophy Award winners. All of that coming up on the show today. But before we do anything else, uh, it's time to get some thoughts. Five of them coming out of Yancey with the Outback Steakhouse as our partner, our friend Steve Grantham, who currently operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. What you got? Yeah, Chucky and Gary, I think the number one key for Ole Miss's offense is to get Zach Evans 15 to 20 touches in the game to keep Quinshawn Juckins fresh. We saw what a difference it made in the AM game, the A&M game versus when Zach wasn't able to go in the LSU game. 
the number one key for Ole Miss's defense is to make Bryce Young become a pocket passer. They can't let him break containment on the edges and let him ad-lib on the run. That's where he's the most dangerous. The second key to me defensively is they can't play three high soft zone like we saw them do against LSU. They've got to mix it up like they did against A&M. Thought number three, Ole Miss has has to gain tackle their star running back, Jamar Gibbs. He is by far Bama's biggest offensive threat outside of Bryce Young. Jamar is simply dangerous anytime he gets outside of that pocket. They've got to gain tackle. Jamar Gibbs. Thought number four, Ole Miss needs to get at least three chunk plays from Jonathan Mingo to win the game. This will open up the running lanes and let the, let the Rebels do what they do best, and that's run the football. And my last thought of the day, Ole Miss fans, show up an hour early and don't leave home with one ounce of voice left in you. This is your time to make a difference. Let's bring that 2003 LSU atmosphere back to the vault. 100%. And before uh, we get into the break, there there was a football game since the, the last time, and that was the game at Texas A&M. Ole Miss goes, gets the win. They get to 8-1. and one. They get back right after the LSU game. And look... Uh, well, say whatever you want to say about Texas A&M. Going there, not letting one loss become two, I think, was huge for the football team. Really was. Oh, no question. I, I thought that was a big game. Uh, Texas A&M's got talent. They just don't have any coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and we saw. I said Ole Miss was going to start mixing it up on defense. Get out of that three high soft zone. Start doing some exotic blitzes defensively chat mark then offensively with zach evans being able now he didn't get but 13 touches rushing two uh with the pass receptions but those 15 touches really allowed Judkins to stay fresh and we saw what he did he ran for what over 200 yards just remarkable Can we well t- and, and he had mr inside and mr outside too zach's so much better on the perimeter and Judkins is so much better between the tackles can we talk about Judkins? Season, we got like what I got a minute or two here in 2022, 180 attempts, 1,036 yards. That's the fifth best single season in rushing in Ole Miss history. And there's three games left. And there's three games left. Second quickest to a thousand yards for a freshman in the SEC history. Next is Deuce, his 1998 season where he's only 26 yards away from that. Then it's Ben Jarvis Green Ellis in 2007. He needs 101 yards. Dexter McCluster's 2009, he needs 133. K.O. Dotley in 1949 had 1,312. That's the furthest away from him, 280-something yards. Let's see if he can get right next to K.O. after this Bama game. If he does, Ole Miss wins the game. I think that's, that's something that I think we can all agree on. We'll be back with more of the show next. When you think car... We want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. 
We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Welcome to the first show of November, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary, Chuck, and Yancey all in the building together. We'll get to your text messages at 662-426-1093. That comes up in the next segment. And don't forget, coming up tonight, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock airtime, Ole Miss men's basketball gets started. They'll take on Alcorn State tonight. The women's basketball team currently playing and have a 30 3.30 lead at the half over Kennesaw State. Now let's get into some football and bring in our first guest of the program from the Tider Insider. Here's Rodney Orr. Rodney, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. I appreciate you having me. Hey, Rodney, I got one quick question. Is okay. Young healthy or not? He didn't look healthy against LSU. Well, I would say this. I, I don't think that he's ever been expected to be 100% since that injury occurred in the Arkansas game. Uh, you know, I, I think he's probably had some issues dealing with that. Uh, he's managed his way through it, I guess, fairly well. Uh, but as you saw in that game, I, th- I would concur with what you said. It, it's you know, They're not telling us exactly uh, the extent of it right now, but uh, – it doesn't look like the same Bryce Young that we saw, you know, leading into that Arkansas game. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, and, and even though Alabama's seven and two and four and two in the SEC, um, you know, they're second in the SEC in rush uh, points per game, scoring forty almost forty two points a game. Second in the SEC in uh, total defense. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> Not bad. They've lost two games on the road on the last play of the game. Um, Rodney, my question to you is, this is uncharted territory for Alabama to be out of the playoff picture 
this early in the season. I'm not even sure they haven't even made the playoffs maybe one year. What is the mood around Tuscaloosa? What is the mood around inside that football program? Well, you know, it's funny because you said they're seven and two statistically. They're they're fairly impressive, as you mentioned. But uh it's not a happy place right now. Uh, you know, you lose these two games. Like you said, it's unchartered. It's it's not the standard here. It's uh, below the expectations. But here's the thing. It's not just really like this season. It's since even last season. Alabama's had a lot of struggles. They've had a lot of one-score games. They were fortunate enough last year to escape those games, uh, several of them. Uh, eventually it catches up to you. And now they've had four, like, one-score games this year, and they're two and two in those games. So I think, you know, obviously Alabama fans are not very uh, happy with where they are because this the expectations around this team coming off of last season when they played for a national championship, everyone thought, well, they had overachieved a little bit because they had lost so many great players from the year before, 2020's national championship team that had six first-round draft picks. So, given that they made it to the national championship game, won the SEC last year, everyone thought, okay, this is going to be really another one of those great teams, and they really have not played to expectation. So, that kind of sums it up where they are, you know, heading into this Ole Miss game, and you you do kind of wonder, heading to Oxford, just where they are mentally, you know, for this game. You know, I, I, I haven't watched a lot of Alabama football, but... The thing I've noticed is where are the dynamic wide receivers uh, yeah. that they've had for the last decade, and it does doesn't seem like they have them this year. Either that or Young just can't get them the ball because of his shoulder. Well, I think there's a lot of things there. Uh, you're right. I mean, they've they've rotated several receivers this year, and I think part of that was because, you know, last year when John Mechie and Jamison Williams went down, it just killed their chances to win the national championship, and uh, you know, Nick Saban wanted to make sure this year that he had depth at wide receiver. They've played a lot of young guys. Uh, you're right. No one's really emerged. Uh, they've got some good wide receivers. Uh, they've got some young receivers that have a lot of potential, but they're not on the level of Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddell, those guys, and then the other guys in the past that you know about Coop, Mar- Mari Cooper and Julio and all those guys. So, yeah, they're not at that level uh, with this team. Uh, that's certainly something that, that that's missing. I also think, too, and not trying to be critical of Bill O'Brien, it's just been different. It's been different. You know, Lane was here, had a lot of success. You know, with the offense, uh, did a great job. Mike Loxley did a great job with Tua. Uh, and then Sark did a fantastic job, obviously, as you guys know. But um, I think, really, the they've, they've not been quite as smooth offensively. They've not found a rhythm this year at all, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the run game hasn't been very good. I think that's been a big difference is they haven't been real strong on the interior of the offensive line, and it's kind of hampered their run game. So I think given that they haven't run the ball as well as they usually do, it's, it's certainly impacted the entire you know offense in the passing game. One thing that they're still Alabama in is 
they're only giving up 104 rushing yards a game, and Ole Miss is rushing for over 260 yards a game. So that's going to be an interesting match there. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I think it's a good matchup for Ole Miss. Uh, I'll be surprised if Ole Miss doesn't have success. That's a vaunted running attack. I think they can run on a lot of teams. I don't think Alabama's performed up to expectations or potential on the interior part of the offensive line, uh, defensive line. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe the inside backers have been kind of hit and miss a little bit, inconsistent. Uh, Again, I hate to be too critical or sound harsh, but it's just not been what uh, you know what everyone expected defensively. This was thought to be potentially their best defense since 2017 when Jeremy Pruitt was here, and you know they've had the number one defense in the country, but it just hasn't. And I know statistically what you're saying sounds good, but I think Ole Miss can have some success running between the tackles on Alabama. Rodney. Give us some updates on some Mississippi guys there. Byron Young on the defensive line, Jaheim Otis on the defensive line, and Ole Miss's former defensive line coach, Freddie Roach. How how are all three of those meshing on the team right now? Well, I mean, you know, Byron Young's had a, had a really good career. You know, I think Byron's got a lot of potential. I still think he can get a lot better than, than you know, but what we've seen so far. I think he's got potential, and, you know, of course, he's he's a senior now, but uh, I've always liked Byron. He's had flashes of really big plays at times. Uh, Jaheim Otis, I think, has got a chance to be a dominant player. I mean, this guy is a true freshman in one game. I think it was the Arkansas game. He had eight tackles, two tackles for losses, and a sack. Uh, he's got a chance to be a star player. There's no question about that. You know, Freddie Roach has been here a few years coming over from Ole Miss. Of course, he's a former Alabama player. You know, played here under uh, Dennis Franchoni and then Mike Shula. And, and, you know, Freddie's done a, uh, a good job, um, you know, since he's been here. And, um, you know, again, I think that uh, he's going to have a real big chore, uh, you know, come Saturday against this running game of Ole Miss. Ronnie, last question. If Alabama is to win the game Saturday, what do they have to do? Score a lot of points. <laughs> I think Ole Miss, too. I said Ole Miss had to put up 45-plus to win. So, so well, we're right on the same listen, line. I, I think they're both going to have to score a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I really do. Um, you know, uh, we'll see. But, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game because, you know, Lane has certainly had this one circled for a while. It's really important to him. No Ro- question. Rodney, thanks for being with us tonight, okay? Thank you, Rodney. Okay, guys. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Take care. Rodney Orr with Tyler Insider. As I was doing already some pregame work for the pregame show, which comes yeah. up on Saturday. Let me give you these two nuggets, right? He talked about all the good numbers, but as he's mentioning, there's some things that are different about this Alabama yeah. team. In the takeaway department, think about this from 2008 to 2021. Alabama defensively averaged 25.2 takeaways a season. They've got six this year. Mm. Wow. Wow. Six. I hope that trend continues. Last in the SEC and tied for 127 out of 131 football teams. Mm. They also, and now they they had nine penalties for 92 yards against LSU, which yeah, stopped penalized. a four-game streak of triple digits. They're 125th and last in the SEC in penalty yards per game. Discipline hasn't been there, and they're not. You, you, we've watched enough Alabama football. How many interceptions? How many fumbles? How many takeaways do they get? 
How many holds do they get away with through the <laughs> through not, history? And they're not getting away with them this yeah. year. <laughs> it Apparently, seems like. the refs are still still leaning towards their way, though. Even at LSU, they have no shame. Text messages and more coming up next. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Farise and the Farise Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Farise Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Farise Group, farisegroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Farise Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Farise Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Time to take a look at some text messages brought to you by our good friends at Cannon Cleary McGraw. We'll get the Rebel Injury Report coming up from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine as well. Now, some of you texted in last week and before we didn't have the show, so um, and then came back with some of the questions again. We thank you guys for being a part of this. We've got the discussion of the three-two-six and wondering if it's yeah. Lane's defense or Partridge's defense, and what you guys want to go in and talk about, especially leading into this game against Alabama. Well, it's Partridge's defense, but <laughs> no defensive coordinator is going to run what the head coach doesn't endorse. So, I mean, and, and Lane endorsed it last last year with DJ Durkin, and then uh, finally, toward the end of the year, they started going, mixing it up more and going with more pressure and more people in the box, and that's certainly what I'm hoping for on these last three games, like they did against A uh, and M. Yeah, you know, did 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 more exotic blitzes. Got out of that three high soft zone. Mm-hmm. A lot of press coverages on the corners, and they're going to have to do that if Alabama's able to establish the run. Chucky, 
it's game over. Yeah. I mean, they 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 have got and to Gibbs make them one dimensional. Gibbs is really good. He's really good. He gets outside of those tackles. He, I mean, he's he's as good as there is in the country. But that's the key to me is they got to shut that rundown game. Make them one dimensional. Can't let Bryce Young out of that pocket. He's he's just dynamic. I mean, he's you see it in the NFL with those guys now. Once they get outside of those tackles and they ab lib on that run, you know, and it's just helter skelter. That's where Bryce Young. Is at his best. Got to make him a pocket passer. So that answers a couple of others because I've got what does Ole Miss have to do defensively to win the game two or three times as far as text messages uh, are concerned. I do have one that, that wants to discuss the coaching situation, and do you think Lane Kiffin stays at Ole Miss or are rumors to Auburn something we should think about? I think he stays at Ole Miss. I mean, I, unless Auburn just stacks the money up so high, he can't turn it down, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, and I think Keith Carter would try to maybe not match, but he's certainly going to get another raise this year if he goes ten and two or eleven and one, even nine and three. Um, and, and you know, here's my thing: Why would he want to go over there? As much disarray as that school's in, the the big supporters don't allow the coach to run the program or the AD. John Cohen's now over there, and he's the biggest butthead in the SEC. Uh, I mean, uh, you know. And that's that's why he's not leaving, Chucky. Uh, he's not going to go to somewhere where the alumni are running the program. Lane, as we all know at Ole Miss, it's his program. Everybody, I mean, everybody else is out. Well, look at it this way, okay? We announced a $300 million stadium expansion, okay? Lane Kiffin goes in to Keith Carter and says, Keith, we need to scrap that and concentrate on NIL. And he does it. You think he's going to have that kind of power at Auburn? No, no. He's got power here. And the money, Chucky and, and Gary, is he's still going to get it. I guarantee, I don't guarantee, I would think that Ole Miss is going to get in that 9 to $10 million yes. range. He's still going to get per year. Now, somebody says, well, they're going to give him 10. No, they're not. They're not going to give him 10 years. But he is not getting fired at Ole Miss in the next 10 years. It's what you're making per year. So, yeah, somebody might go outside of that five-year because of the Mississippi contract laws, which I think has saved all the Mississippi schools more times than not. But it's what you're making per year, and Ole Miss is still going to be right there in that neighborhood. And if the NIL money continues, right? Yeah, somewhat competitive. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be a key now. now that somewhat one, competitive. That, I think that one's a little bit bigger. And, and talk about the NIL. What we saw last year, Chuck. Well, I mean, and last week. Excuse me. They they exploded. the Grove Collective like tripled in one week. Um, nothing makes people act better, more than panic. <laughs> and once Lane's name was uh, once Lane's name was mentioned for Auburn, here we go. The 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 tote board started lighting up on on the Grove Collective. There's over three thousand members now, and uh, they believe they can get to five thousand by the end of December. And then you're talking about having enough money to compete with just about anybody. Now they're not they're not going to raise thirty million dollars like. Texas A&M supposedly raised, but they don't need that. You can you can get good players in here for somewhere between five to seven million a year, and we can do that. That's realistic to me. I think that's the thing: the NIL money. Because yeah. if you get that, somewhat equal. He's already won ten games. We're at eight and one right now. He knows he can win at this level and a high level in the SEC. Here, 
compared to going over and getting into all that mess that's on the plains in Auburn, and it is a mess. Well, why, he he well, doesn't want to be involved in that. going to go second fiddle to Nick Saban over there? I mean, he wants Saban's job one that's day. Really, yeah, you know, they're not going to hire him. They're not going to hire him from time. Auburn, that, yeah. particularly that, after they've been beating his butt for several years. <laughs> that's right. I mean, come on. So that's, it, 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 let me tell you something. Anything can happen now because coaches are mercenaries. Okay, and and but that seems like such an un- unlikely thing to me. It really does. The least of all. So there's some text messages. We hope you got your answers out of that as we look to the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Well, Lane didn't say anything specific today in his press conference, but he did say that a lot of players healed up during the open week and that they're closer to 100%. The only one I'm waiting to find out tomorrow is about tight end Michael Trigg because there's some talk that he possibly could be ready this week, but most likely Arkansas. Or, or even Mississippi State. Um, the rest of them, I think, I, I don't think there's any major stuff going on, to be honest with you. I think uh, Troy Brown's uh, shoulder's better. Cedric Johnson's healed finally from his ankle. Um, you know, I just think that, that things are going. Zach Evans is a lot better. That's the one for me, yeah. Zach Evans. Tysheem Johnson, Casey Kelly, A.J. Finley, they're, they're all fine, so... You know, those are some key players. I can get hurt walking from this studio to the back one. <laughs> I can't imagine playing nine straight college football weeks and not have a bunch of people well, that are and, and here's, without a break. Here's it's thing, amazing. Man. I don't think I've ever seen us go this deep in a season and not have, I'm, I'm talking about, eight, <laughs> ten, twelve players out. Well, what, what bugs me about it is we were the only team last week, going into last week, that had played nine games. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I don't know. I'm i am paranoid about the SEC. <laughs> when we start on the road in SEC uh, conference basketball games, 22 out of 25 years, mm-hmm. come on, man. That, that's that's ridiculous. But Chucky is working in Ole Miss's favor now. Bama just came after a brutal physical, emotional game while Ole Miss was healing. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, it's fine now. But Yeah, I know what you're saying. But it's, it's worked out in Ole Miss's favor. Our good friend Harry Harrison's on the other side of the break. The Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw. 
Raw Real Estate. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Target Ole Miss athletics all over the place today. Gary, Chuck, Yancey, and the buddy Harry Harrison joins us now. Oh boy. Mr. Harry. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, brother. How are you? Man, it's all good. It's all good. It's Monday night. It's been dark for an hour and a half. It's kind of weird. <laughs> You're not doing any yard work tonight, are you? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Bill Frost a few weeks ago took care of that, thank goodness. There you go. Hey, Harry, you know, Lane made a, a, a several times in the press conference made reference to Alabama's two plays away from being undefeated and uh, and number one in the country, but at the same time, there are a couple of more plays away from being five and four. Yeah, they, they, so they, they, they've definitely had those uh, same type of experiences, Chuck. I mean, I can't argue with that. You probably watch more Alabama football than I have, but uh, <laughs> you know they, they, they don't they don't have that go to take the top off receiver they've had in the past. Obviously, the running back Jameer Gibbs is a special player. He's their leading receiver, by the way. Right. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's rushed for. Uh, 771 yards, that's only 6.8 yards a carry. When we look at Washon Judkins at 5.8, well, this guy's averaging 6.8. Real speedy, you know, kind of a uh, type guy we saw out at A&M the other night. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, they just didn't have that guy that you just know could could uh, go the distance every time he touched the football. And I think that's been hurting him. I think that's probably, you know, playing on the, the quarterback, Brian Bryce Young. He's had a good start. He's 2,234 yards, and 19 touchdowns, but 
he just seemed to be rattled the other night a little bit. Uh, LSU kept putting pressure on him, and it could, they could not get open downfield. And uh, he just simply didn't have the best game for sure. So let me ask you this, Harry. Just bottom line, is this the Alabama team that's two plays away from being number one in the nation, or two plays away from being five and four? You know, that's a tough question, Chuck, but I think they're like two plays away from being uh, number one in the nation. I mean, they played at two tough places, Miss Field Gold and, of course, the two-point conversion of the night. They really caught them by surprise. But uh, I, I would not underestimate this Alabama team. Now, I, 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 I was pulling for them to beat LSU because I can't pull for LSU in a checker game. But still, <laughs> Me uh, uh, our, our – uh, our only way to get to Atlanta was for LSU to lose, I thought, and that, of course that didn't happen. But you know, this team's wounded. Uh, Nick Saban is still at, at the controls, and he, he's not missing a beat. So I have to go along with Lane there. You know, you don't need any more uh, bulletin board material for for, uh, for Nick Saban, and he, he's going to bring that team in here ready to play. But uh, you know, playing at uh, Death Valley on Saturday night and playing up at Tennessee on Saturday night, we know how those crowds can affect your offense. Hopefully we'll be that loud uh, come this Saturday at 2.30. But uh, definitely will be a good team. I would not underestimate this team. I'd say they're two plays away from being number one in the country. So they're, for, they're scoring 42 points a game, basically, and holding everybody to 18 points a game. So that's quite a differential. Mm. That, that, that usually winds up being a really good record. You're up in the top four in the country without a doubt, for sure. I mean, look at it this way. They've lost two games by four points. I mean, you know. Doesn't get any doesn't get any tougher than that or closer than that, but uh, you can never discount Alabama. They're going they're going to have a good team. They'll have a good game plan. You know, my question is, I think we'll be able to play some offense against them. Can we play enough defense to slow that run down and then force them into throwing? And of course, when you do that, you got to get Bryce Young, keep him somewhere around that pocket, uh, and try to get some pressure. I'm not the biggest of guys, five eleven, maybe five ten and a half. So he's got to throw with those outstretched hands when we get those defensive linemen to get to, get their hands up. But the good thing for the Rebels, I think, Chuck, is we got everybody, I think, healed and ready to go. I think that uh, Jackson Dart's got to have his best game as a Rebel, and I think he's due to have it. And I think so, and I think we've got to play four, completely four quarters. I mean, we, we come out some games would come out of the box really quick, and we get ahead at halftime, and then we struggle in the second half, and then we've had the games where we've absolutely done well in the second half. So it's got to be uh, it's got to be four quarters. We're getting in the meat of this this uh, schedule now and playing Alabama at home on Saturday in front of CBS and the rest of the country national broadcast. We got to have four quarters and in all three phases, got to play very well. I totally agree with you, Harry. I thought Ole Miss did a much better job at A and M getting out of that three high zone, playing soft coverages, mixing in some exotic blitzes. Just really being more multiple against A and M. Do you expect to see the same against Bama? I would have to think so. Yancey, it all starts up front with the run. You know, if you can run the football uh, in this league, as, as we've seen with Ole Miss running, leading the SEC in rushing, you know you've got a real chance to win some football games. So you can't. You know, we went over that. We went over Tuscaloosa last year. And uh, that three-man front just didn't get it cut. They kept running right at us between the tackles, and uh, and, and obviously got out ahead and, and finished putting that on the top of. It was pretty big last year. We scored a late touchdown to cut it in half. But yeah, you got you got to get uh, you got to get the run stopped and, and, and make force these guys to throw. But you know, it's kind of like what do you pick your poison? We got the we got the reigning Heisman Trophy candidate back there at quarterback. So they don't have any weaknesses, guys. They're all good. 
You know, I watched that uh, LSU-Alabama game. Harry, I don't know if you watched much of it, but he didn't look like himself. And I know LSU pressure on him had a lot to do with it. But I'm just talking about even when he had time, he didn't throw the ball with accuracy or the authority that he did last year. I'd have to agree with that. I'd have to agree with that. I think part of that's frustration, Chuck. I think, you know, and I don't know anything about the young man, but I think uh, last year he had those receivers he could just absolutely depend on uh, either going long or getting open. And last year they catch a 10-yard pass and take it to the distance. I don't see of what I've seen so far, and I'm going to watch the LSU game again, I don't see a, an offensive a, a, a wide receiver that gives you that threat for Alabama. And I think that's, you know, if I was going to say something that maybe some an area he's missed on being Saban, it would be those wide receivers. Harry, we saw the first year with Lane, and what I think he had 600-plus yards of offense, I think 647. And then last year, as you said, Bama just jumped on Ole Miss early and often. Lane kind of, you know, kind of put even more pressure on the offense when he went for it there inside the 10-yard line after Bama scored, and they failed to score, and then Bama scored real quickly. Game got out of hand early. How do you think that Lane makes adjustments from having so so much success offensively the first year to hardly any the second year? What, what does he do this game? Well, I think we got to go back to what we've done so well. You got you got a quarterback that's still growing up in front of our eyes, Yancey. But I think we got to go back and do what we've been doing so well, and that's obviously running the football. Now, can we do it consistently against an Alabama? I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that's going to be our mo to start the game, and then play action on top of that. So. If you can get those linebackers to cheat up and you get, and get that secondary think and run, that's when you can you can throw it over the top of them. But you can't. Do, I don't think it, the Rebels are going to come out there in five wide and, and try to throw it with Alabama all day long. I don't think that'll be the, the game plan at all. Harry, and you know, I heard you say that you were rooting for Alabama to beat LSU to get Atlanta. Whereas I'm a big picture guy, I would rather Ole Miss go 11 and one and not get to Atlanta, so they don't have to play Georgia. I think that's a better chance for them to make the playoffs than going to Atlanta and then have to face Georgia. Uh, I think Georgia is just on a different level than anybody else. But is there any vibes around that IPF? Was that a letdown that Bama lost, or, or did you feel any different? Bob's around the hey, IPF. Harry, first let me inject it. Yancey's scared of Georgia. He's so scared of Georgia. I mean, he is just like – I mean, I know they're great. I know they're a great team, but he is. he has been peeing a couple of drops every time you say Georgia. <laughs> I was going to answer that question this way. Yankee's got a lot more time to wait on Ole Miss to get to Atlanta. I don't have as much time. <laughs> <laughs> but would you rather Ole Miss get to the playoffs or get to Atlanta? I want to get well, to the if playoffs. If we don't get to Atlanta, Yancey, we're not going to get in the playoffs. Okay? Uh, well, it's, it's happened before more than once. Harry, now. I had that debate with him for 15 minutes already today, and it has not gotten anywhere. Well, Yancey, it hasn't gotten Yancey anywhere. He's one of those guys. So when they beat so and so, we beat them, and we should be. That's right. That's right. Hey, you're an SEC West team with one loss, and it's at LSU. You're gonna make the playoffs. That's my opinion. But was there any? Is there any letdown? Is it the same enthusiasm? I mean, did did, do you think that Ole Miss was root? Their coaches were rooting for for Bama to win or lose that game. Well, I think they were rooting for Alabama to win that game for two reasons. Number one is we got beat by LSU, so they got the tiebreaker. The only way we can get past that, unless LSU stubs their toe in the next couple of games, is for Alabama to beat them. 
And then, you know, if you want to control your destiny, yes, you had to beat Alabama coming this Saturday, and Alabama had to beat LSU to get us back out in front of the crowd. And that that's why I was, you know, trust me, I, I, I hate to pull for Alabama almost as bad as I hate to pull for LSU. I'm not going to pull for them, obviously, but, you know, to get out ahead of the crowd in the West and, 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 get, and, and possibly get, that, uh, get to Atlanta, you had to feel like LSU had to lose that second game. And then we still – we had these games in front of us where we could win and – and, and be ahead. Obviously, who beat the, beat uh, Alabama and LSU had already lost too. Then we had the tiebreaker with Alabama. So you know, right now we still got to beat the rest of the three, and hopefully somebody can come up and uh, and do the same to LSU. We really need them to lose twice. I don't see that happening. But uh, uh, you know, I, I can go with eleven and one. But I don't know if you don't get to the championship game if you wound up in the in the, in the total playoffs. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of football will be played yet, and a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, and matchups. Yep. You know, so who knows? We still got the whole rest of November to get that decided. Harry, if Ole Miss is to beat Alabama, they have to do what? They got to rush it for more than two hundred and fifty yards in the game. I agree, totally agree. I also believe that that Mingo has got to have at least three explosive plays and, to allow Ole Miss to be able to and, rush the ball like that. And, here, and here's a stat that's really not Alabama-ish. They're 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 they're, they're averaging 10, 12, 15 penalties a game. I know. So yep. you got to have turnovers, or you, and you got to have penalties, and uh, that that's what those kind of things help you. When you go back and look at the the, the wins that Ole Miss has had with you freeze here, obviously five turnovers that night we were in Tuscaloosa and won and in the game here against Alabama they had the holding call late in the game when they were driving certainly backed them up but yeah and they're continue they really I'm looking at that stat right here guys they've had uh, 78 penalties on the year for 671 yards and I thought Ole Miss had been mm. penalized not a lot with 59 penalties 554 yards so I really think the penalties have hurt them I think that's put them in some Second, third, longs, and I think the Rebels, you know, to make that offense work on Saturday, you got to first and second down is going to be important. You got to keep those chains moving. You can't have third and ten, third and twelve, and you expect to have a lot of results against Alabama. And then the other side of that is we got to play really good defense. We got to get back to where we were in Kentucky in some of those games and where we were shutting that run down. We bent in those games, but didn't break. But you got to get some turnovers in, the, in their deal too. You're playing a really good team, guys, even though they've lost two. Uh, this is a really good Alabama team, and for the Rebels to win it on Saturday, we got to play well all three phases. Always good stuff, Harry. Thanks, Thanks for Harry. being with us. All Thanks, right, That's our game day outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson, PA. They only represent the people. Consultations free and go to work for you immediately. Call them at 662-533-9111. Talk to a real person. We get justice. Dot com. All right, uh, the prestigious C Spire Connolly Trophy Award is for the top college football player in the state of Mississippi at the end of the regular season. Each week right here, we present to you the standout players from each college football playing university or college in the state. Well, obviously Ole Miss had a bye week this past week. The Rebels currently sit at number nine in the coaches' poll, and they face number 11 rated Tide, 230 Saturday in Oxford. Going to be great. Sophomore wide receiver Ra Ra Thomas is our player of the week for the Dolls. The Alabama native had six catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns in the Dolls' 39-33 thrilling overtime win over Auburn Saturday. State now stands at 6-3 on the season. 
Southern Miss senior linebacker Dylan Gill is the player of the week for the Eagles. The Louisville, Mississippi native had 14 tackles. They lost the game to Georgia State, still trying to get bowl eligible in Hattiesburg. Delta State senior quarterback Patrick Shegog is the player of the week for the Statesman. Former South Panola star passed for 287 yards and four touchdowns and rushed for 80 yards and another two touchdowns. But the Delta State lost their first game of the year, 52-42, to to number 16-ranked West Georgia. They now stand in 9-1 and and ranked number 9 in the D2 polls. A new player of the week for Jackson State. Junior runabout Sevion Wilkerson is our player of the week for the Tigers. The Maryland native had 26 carries for 208 yards and a pair of touchdowns to help propel Jackson State to a 42-14 win at Texas Southern. The Tigers are now 9-0 and and ranked number 5 in the latest FCS polls. Mississippi Valley State sophomore defensive back Jamison Lindsay is the player of the week for the Devils. The Gulfport native had a pair of interceptions, took one to the house. The Devils got their first win of the season. They beat Alabama State 30-20. to Nice. Alcorn State senior running back Jarvion Howard is the player of the week for the Braves. The Columbia, Mississippi native had 125 yards rushing and a touchdown in the Braves' 23-16 to win over Prairie View. Alcorn's now 4-5 and on the season. Mississippi College senior running back Cole Fagan is our player of the week for the Choctaws. A 235-pound bruiser that transferred in from Air Force had a pair of rushing touchdowns in their 38-16 loss to West Alabama. At Millsaps, it was sophomore defensive back Jet Cookman, the player of the week for the majors. The West Palm Beach, Florida native had a career-high 10 tackles, three pass breakups, and a 53-7 loss at Trinity, Texas. Bellhaven senior linebacker Connor Fordham is our player of the week for the Blazers. The Weedawow, Weedawee, 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 Alabama native <laughs> had 15 tackles and a pair of block punts in their 20 to 7 win over Brevard. One of the punts was returned for a four yard touchdown, and the second one was recovered on Brevard's two yard line. This is Bellhaven's first ever eight win season. Congratulations to the Blazers. Yep. They're now eight and one and have climbed to number 64 in the D3 polls. Seaspire has been the presenting sponsor of this award since its inception. The Seaspire Connerly Trophy has been going on since 1996. Proud to continue to recognize the outstanding college football students in Mississippi. We'll do some recruiting. Yes, Mr. Yancey? Did you know that there's close to 400 teams in the D3? I did not know that. <laughs> so, I was going to say, so, they're 8-1 and one and they're ranked 64. So that I mean, a, when I was looking I was, up the rankings, <laughs> and I looked at there was like 398 teams. Wow. All right, we'll be back with recruiting and the good, bad, and ugly next. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. 
Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Get the best in men's apparel at Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. They've been serving you for 35 years and voted top 50 men's clothing store in Esquire magazine. Along with a great clothing selection, they offer a full-service, old-fashioned barbershop. Their store hours are 9.30 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9.30 to 5 on Saturdays. Take note, the J&M Collection Fall Trunk Show is Thursday, November 17th with special event pricing. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out, Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Brad Camp with Morgan White Group. Brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Brad can also show you our employee needs too. Offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi. Servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Brad Camp at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Put the wraps on a program today. Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We appreciate you guys being with us. I'll remind you that coming up at 7.30, David Kellum and Mark Dukes will have pregame for Ole Miss against Alcorn State. Women's basketball, 69-51 Ole Miss, 4-12 to go Nice over Kennesaw State. So that three-point lead has gotten to where you would hope it would be. And they lost their top transfer for the season with an injury, which was not good. Let's do the red and blue chips. It's the recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics since 1976. They give us those friendly, affordable, quality smiles. No matter what your age in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville, Yancey, go ahead. Yeah, Ole Miss sits at number 20 in the latest on three sports composite rankings that was just updated just within the last 24 hours. But they sit at number 11 in the per recruit ranking they only have 13 commitments so things are still very going very well and they're about to pick up their 14th commitment when jamal johnson four-star safety at arlington texas 
He is best friends with Braxton Myers that flipped from Southern Cal to Ole Miss a few weeks ago. Now Jamal Johnson just decommitted from Texas mm. after visiting Ole Miss the weekend before last, and I think that's going to go down pretty soon. That will give Ole Miss 11 four-star commitments out of 14 total commitments. That's unheard of at Ole Miss. Uh, a key 2024 uh, four-star job. Uh, Cobbins is expected to be at the Ole Miss Bama game. The Rebels and Tigers are the early leader. Um, for the Destrian native, he's, um, a big time defensive lineman that Ole Miss is after very hard. Keep an eye on, on, on 300 running back, Kedrick Roscano out of Texas. He decommitted from Michigan State after visiting Ole Miss as well a couple weeks ago. And this guy is a load now. He, the Rebels have the momentum right now. He's the number seven running back in the country by on three sports. Number nine composite running back. Things are looking really good for the nation's number 183rd overall ranked player. Most people think it'll come down to Ole Miss and Texas A&M, but Arkansas is trying to sneak in the picture as well. Um, a key 2023 uh, four-star offensive lineman, D.J. Chester, just committed to LSU over Ole Miss and Auburn, so you can scratch that one off of the board. On 300 four-star safety, Isaac Smith will be in the stands coming up this Saturday. He's at Itawamba AHS. He is Reggie Smith's son, as you remember, Reggie, that came out of that Amory group years ago. Chucky, I know you remember that group as well. Um, Ole Miss, A&M, and LSU are thought to be the leaders with State and Georgia and Tennessee still hanging around. That's really a, a guy that everybody in the state of Mississippi is keeping a close eye on where he ends up. Four-star Demetrius Bell out of Nashville says Kentucky and Ole Miss are coming after him the hardest. He'll be in Oxford this weekend. This is another rangy guy, has that NOW body that we will come to used to through the years. Four-star running back Christopher Johnson out of Miami is going to be in town this weekend for his official visit. Uh, Miami was thought to be the the leader for him, but Miami's troubles on the field has really helped Ole Miss propel to probably the lead right now. Um, he is thought of as the fastest player in the country. I think he ran a 10-2-3 national, uh, won the national 100 meter race this past year in track. Another on 300 running back that Ole Miss continues to try to flip is Picayune running back Dante Dowell. The Oregon commit has been to two Ole Miss home games and plans to return for the Egg Bowl. He's the number 10 rated tailback. So as you can see, they are really trying to fill that slot next year for when most likely Zach Evans goes in the NFL. He's Zach is predicted anywhere from the top 50 to 75 picks, so they've got to get that compliment back for uh, Quinshawn Junkins next season. So you take it from here, Gary, on the baseball. 2023 Tampa Jesuit left-hander Wesley Mendez committed on Friday, 6'1", 190. Uh, he was previously committed to Vanderbilt, and uh, just adding to Coach B's top 15 class, he led the Tigers to their second state title in the past four years in 2022, named the 5A Florida Player of the Year, and he's a lefty that throws it 93 miles per hour. Opponents hit just 156 against him in the 2022 season, and in basketball, first day of the early signing period comes up on the 9th. The final day will be November the 16th. Look for Ole Miss to ink three top 100 prospects. Power forward Rashad Marshall out of Arkansas, point 
Point guard Josh Hubbard and small forward Jordan Banks. Power forward Jacob Gazzo out of Macomb is also expected to sign. The Ole Miss class is number 12 in ESPN, the highest rated in Ole Miss history. Just unbelievable after the disappointed season last year to be able to pull in that kind of class. Chuck, I know you said early playing time really plays a role into that, but still just I applaud Kermit for really digging deep. I'm afraid we're going to have to rush you with the good, bad, and ugly brought to us by our friends at Big Delta Power Sports. Um, A week without playing a game, light practices last week and three days off over the weekend helped the walking wounded a lot, as Lane Kiffin said in his press conference today. Uh, Most of them should be ready to play, if not 100%. That would give the Rebels most firepower they've had in three or four weeks and would help their cause as they go to Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Show's done. Thanks for being with us. Prediction. Prediction. What is it, Gary? Ole Miss is winning the football game on Saturday. Chucky. Ole Miss. 45-42 Rebels. It's going to be a high-scoring game, I agree. I agree. I think we're creeping there close to that double digits. Just We're going to get some pressure on Mr. Young, finally. Going to get it done. Thanks, guys. Howdy, toddy. Thanks, Rhino. See you next week.